Hey friends, Zig coming in at the top of the interview here. We got Jay Sparrow from Jay Sparrow and the Lost Boys with us today. Also from Studio 44, which I highly recommend. We, Sea uh, Level, use Studio 44 to record both our videos that we put up. Um, Jay does a fantastic job of taking the space and making it sound the best, as well as artistic direction. When we were recording uh, our stomp video with uh, James from Moonhooch, he was able to round the troops into the right, what's the way to put it? He was able to organize the madness and make it come out right. Jay also runs a live music circuit out of Brunswick, out of uh, the venue Barley Jacks. They have an open mic night every month. They have a new artist coming in every weekend. And aside from that, he's one of my dearest friends, and I feel like his story, which has a lot of ups and downs and starts and stops, is an important one here for anyone who's trying to do any uh, any creative endeavor. And before we get to the interview, we're going to do a little bit of a, a plug hole. Sea Level is playing March 8th, New York, Arlene's Grocery, also in, uh, in Ohio, uh, March 11th, with uh, Consider the Source at the Beachland Tavern. And Negative Space, third showcase coming up. All right, here's Jay. All right, you guys are <laughs> tuned into the Zig at the Gig podcast. I'm here with Jay Sparrow. What up? Who is playing the Negative Space Showcase March? 20. 20. 20? 20. 20? I, I was going to say 20. first. I'm getting confused with the February, which was mm, 21. March yep, is 20. 20. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. I'm so how's it going? I'm going to myself on that, too. Say what? I had to double check myself on that too. Dude, it's a thing when you start booking so many things and they start to fall in like weekend days and all those numbers just start to blend together. It's all the same thing. <laughs> We're living in one big day. Ooh, simulation. Whoa. Simulation. <laughs> this is, this, honestly, we've known each other for so long yeah. that to do a podcast like this is going to be like a little weird. A little weird because plenty like, to talk about, but probably shouldn't. Yeah, plenty to. <laughs> yeah, there's a <laughs> lot we definitely shouldn't get into. But. Um, for our listeners here that don't know you, sure, you've uh, you're a drummer <clears throat> by trade, right? Sure. Yeah. Or at least you started in the started realm. off playing drums and um, had a lot of help from friends to to learn how to play guitar better <laughs> over the years. You're shredding. Um, you're shredding now, my so friend. So it's been it's been fun the transition from from behind the kit to in front of everything. Now, going back, what was first appealing about the drums? Like, actually, it was it was mainly just because like when I was in school, they would offer free lessons at a, at a certain grade, you know. But it was it was all orchestral instruments, you know. So um, yeah, I was like, oh, I want to do guitar, and that's <laughs> not that's not an option. It was like trumpet or saxophone or percussion. So I did percussion, and uh, yeah, it was a good it was a good starting point. I, I also I had already uh, taken piano lessons as a kid for for probably a year or so, like what young age? young, uh, yeah. probably like. 10 you know what I mean like um it was really boring for me but I I did it and I learned I learned that part of it which made everything else easier you know translating piano to guitar and drums to bass and all that (laughs) stuff like you know it's all relative so it is all relative it's weird it's weird it's it's like a different view of the world Mm -hmm. of music from each standpoint of an instrument yeah but it is all very the same you're all just accomplishing the same same thing just so you guys know was that uh (laughs) was that Olmstead? That offered the free lessons, was or was Parma. that Parma? Yeah. Okay. So, what? How old were you in Parma? You, I remember you came it to was like fifth grade fifth, fifth grade, fifth or sixth grade. So, okay. I say ten, but I was probably 
I don't know math. I, ages are weird. I know. Ages are weird. People I can't, are upset I can't, with me because I don't know people's ages. <laughs> I can't. I can't gauge ages, yeah, man. Yeah. Like it just. I look at someone. I'm like, yeah, they look to be the same age as the other person. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're all 13. Uh, they're all. They're all. Six. No offense, but everyone's 70. <laughs> everyone's 70. <laughs> and um, all right, so you were a drummer in C level. Yes. <laughs> and then, um, but before C level. Initially, what the project started as, you reached out to me because you mm. had this vision for a Radiohead-esque project. Yeah, I was really into Radiohead, still am, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but didn't you know? Didn't have quite the know-how as, as far as like how to really write songs, other than just like some little ideas I'd come up with. And, yeah. Um, well, we met up, and and it was cool. You know, we, we expressed some ideas back and forth. But as soon as I realized you had a much better vision than I did. Um, I was just like, yeah, I'll play some drums for you. <laughs> so that was cool. And yeah, no, that was the best. I was, uh, uh, you know. It was life-changing for me. Li- life-changing, for sure. Top top band of all time uh, for oh, me, sucks. personally. Oh, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, yeah, it's always been a good anchor for, for my life. And obviously, things have come full circle a little bit yeah. since which, I've come back. So, Which is awesome, which I want to get into. Sure. I want to work our way up to that. Yes. So, okay, so after you're drumming <clears throat> with us... Mm-hmm. This is like high school for everyone that's listening. And were you drumming in any other projects? You had something going with your cousin, right? Before um, C-Level. Like, did you do any bands before? Oh, well, yeah. Um, we, we were doing this thing called True Rumor in, in high school. All the rumors school. are true. Yeah, all the rumors are true. And um, That was with Steve-O, we, right? No, no. He was just he was just along for the ride. Um that was like Danny and, and, and Aaron and Claire. Yeah. That group. Okay. And yeah, we yeah. recorded an EP with my cousin who, who was doing the like, you know, yeah. uh, bedroom studio thing Jimmy at the Chance? time. Uh, Derek. Derek, okay. And Jimmy was around and that led to that too, which was cool too. Shout out to to y'all, Derek Hamilton and Jimmy Chance. Taking um, a chance. That shout out. <laughs> so uh, that was cool. And then like getting involved in pretty much every type of ensemble and, and group in yeah. college and high school uh, equally. So um, with, uh, with those formative groups, mm-hmm. when you're drumming with it, like, what's that, like, I know for me what that feeling is, but that feeling when you're like, this is a thing, I'm, a, I'm driving this car in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's kind of following the drummer. Yeah. But I've never had that experience of being like, this is working, this is sweet, we can do stuff with this. Like, sure. Yeah, there's definitely, I've, I've definitely had to take a step back and observe, like, all the different, um, you know, obviously, I just got finished saying everything's the same, but <laughs> at, <laughs> it the, is. at the it's same time, it's all, well, yeah, it's all, it's all so different, you know, everyone, everyone approaches music differently and has a different yeah. uh, mindset, you know, our brains all work different, even though we, a lot of us know the same things, so um, just experiencing all these different you know genres and instruments and and styles and people and and their lives you know um playing with trino leaves and and doing that thing and doing uh farewell ride for five or six years that lasted um all that stuff you know you get to see how different music is for everybody and and we all want to chase that same feeling of of, like you said that moment when you're playing and this is all working perfectly There's that dopamine that goes off in yeah, your brain when you solve the thing and it fits and you're like, yeah. Yeah. And you have to treat it, you have to think of it less as an equation at that point or, yeah. or you know, obviously it's all theory and, and all, but, you know, again, it's relative and, and 
if you can latch onto that feeling with somebody, the end result's still the same, yeah. hopefully, which is cool. Um, so, sorry to anybody who, who I didn't feel that connection with, <laughs> but we got to keep Zing. moving, you know. <laughs> what is it? Um, but, uh, okay. Anyways. Uh, yeah, anywho's, <laughs> anywho's, how was, I was trying to, like, because uh, we jumped into the, a lot of projects you mm-hmm. got into afterwards. But as a drummer, sitting back, sure. was being able to see music in that way, I think for, for a guy behind the kit observing what everyone else is doing mm-hmm. and kind of playing with and leading at the same time, sure. like it's kind of the drummer's gig, kind yeah. of their job. It's, it's definitely very different. You know, I, I had tried to, to be in, involved in different ways in certain bands other yeah. than behind the drums, and I, I wasn't ready yet. Yeah. And that's part of... Part was of that where kind the journey of, is now, where yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm a little bit more prepared for all this, because, like you said, you know, sitting behind the drums, and I was also involved in producing and engineering yeah. a lot of those bands as well from behind the kit. So I, I mean, those songs and everything, even though I didn't know how to play all them on guitar, it was like imprinted in my brain, you know. So, um, yeah, that was definitely a huge advantage. Uh, having that almost meditation time yeah with everything so that when I finally started to take my own music more seriously and and branch out and take control and and think about it a little bit more you can avoid some mistakes and you can you know you can pull off of other people's you know feelings and and stuff a little bit more because you get to see how the different ways that everyone approaches the music so well, you're you're kind of always in this observing spot as mm-hmm. a drummer, and then as a that's to me, I've noticed there's a lot of drummers that fall into the role of producing yeah. the recording or mm-hmm. playing piano. Like there's this this grand scheme of things as a drummer that you can you yeah. observe, and you're taking all this in. So it makes sense where drummers fall into those roles as well. Yeah, because at and, the end of the day, the be as you know doing the drum thing, like. You're, you're just supposed to be a machine. You know what I mean? Like, there's what? obviously, there's. I'm not saying there's no expressiveness. You're a machine. You're a machine. To it, but you, like, that's the point. Like, <laughs> you're just, you're just there to, to do the thing. So, um, in that, a lot of ways, I've, I've, you know, learning to like shut your mind off when you're doing that gig versus, the way that you have to kind of. You know, let things go. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you're fronting or whether you're playing solo, which is different, <laughs> and all that. So. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's a completely different mindset and mm-hmm. it's a completely different monster and set of expectations and set of like self-disciplines that you got to install. Right. Yeah. But all right. So when you, when we were playing in sea level, you go to Tiffin, which mm-hmm. is from Cleveland, what, like hour and a half, two hour hours, half, yeah, hour, hour and a half, hour 45 or whatever so uh, on average for the drive there. So we, we tried to make that work for a little while and, and it was, it was it, cool. It was we, we still played, we had another year's worth of, worth of shows and stuff I yeah. think before, before we kind of split. Um, but I just, you know, I got distracted by a lot of other things and, and they were all necessary trials, you know, for, for sure. me to go through in my life and people to connect with and, and experiences to have that you don't, you don't get in traditional settings, you know, yeah. you have to, and this is the thing that I've expressed to any, any young people or any, anybody that's, you know, trying to, to keep going and, and, and learn, uh, the, <laughs> the legendary John Nada, uh, said <laughs> it best at one point. He's, he, he said, you know, you don't, you don't stop. You can't stop learning just because you're not in school. Yeah. So that's when I left school. Cause I was like, man, this is, this is whack. Like I'm really just, 
I'm really just spending more time and gaining way more knowledge and experience just doing stuff and, and working with people and doing the thing rather than getting to the credit. study it the way yeah. right yeah just study it the way it's traditionally laid out in academia and everything like all that's important and I wish that I would have taken theory more seriously back then but whatever yeah um, <laughs> what I was doing was building up all these crazy experiences that all add up to obviously everyone's technical abilities progress over the years in different ways and you also get to experience things that you store in your in your psyche and, and everything that now you have stuff to write about so yeah that's cool too like I definitely wouldn't have had even most recently coming back from from three years in Columbus and all those fun things that happened there um yeah. well let's get there let's get there so like you go to Tiffin know. and in Tiffin <clears throat> I notice you started playing with the ensembles there which were sick that was fun because there was there was a huge like gap that I had to, to sound try and, and cross. Sound and Silence was cool. We did like the hip hop, R and B, rock type group. Yeah. Um, singers, MC, rhythm section, the whole the whole thing, which was awesome. And um, with that group, we actually did covers too. And that was the yeah. first time that I really had had dove oh into to being like, okay, we're gonna learn these covers and flip them, you know, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and make them our own and stuff. But again, I was still just playing drums, so I had this. Not all the time though. You were fronting it. Uh, there, there was, was a couple points. times I would, yeah jump and, jump up in front. But. but when you did that, I saw this I saw this J I've never seen before. And you like <laughs> lit up and you were in it, and I was like, ah yeah. oh, snap, that's where he's going. It was it was fun. It was definitely the first foray into that, and I obviously got you know turned on to uh, you know beat making and 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 just a whole different realm. Tinder, <laughs> yeah, Tinder Glow's Revelations album was like. Just changed change my you know my perception of music for forever. It was like, and then I got to see how he was making all that stuff, and and, yeah. and that just it honestly pulled me away from again pulled me further away from taking um, a little bit of the theory and the writing and everything as serious as I should have maybe. Hmm. But it was all about the experimentation of it. It was like okay, um, again it being relative to like what was going on around me. Yeah. What can I do with all this stuff to kind of just and that's where the whole, you know, the rag and bone man thing yeah. um, came, you know, making making do with what you got and just making making sound and getting real experimental with it. Um, was that the kind of philosophy that was taken from him that you you uh, incorporated was like less like let's analyze it and fit it together. More like here's what I have. How can I make this yeah. work? Yeah. I mean, he was he was the first person that I ever saw to really do some some really heavy like uh, live loop sets and, and yeah. all that and um, building entire albums over and this know, is all in tiffin where it was all just happening in tiffin there uh for and that, that lasted for about a year or two and then where do you go from tiffin tiffin after that i went to terra state which, cc which was over in fremont's and uh there was so a you're lot living of, in fremont at that point i was living in i was living in between like bg and finley yeah for a while and yeah i remember taking that classes that there cool. yeah and um so that's that's how i got and you know I kept working with people. There was a little bit of crossover. That's how I ended up over there, working at the the studio and trying to take classes, which, again, was just, like... It's tough, man. Yeah, it's, it's, just, not, it's just not everybody's thing, man. And, and that's important. I think that's important to express that it isn't everyone's thing, yeah. and that's totally fine. And, like, there's almost, like... Like, for me, to get through all the classes I went through, I had to kind of, like, shut off my, like... I'm accomplishing a thing. I'm like, sure. I'm just doing, I'm getting through this thing. Right. Like one class, 
couple months, I'm done. Because if I look at the range of things, I've been in school for almost like 10 fucking years. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and that's, uh, <laughs> that's so, much, so much respect for you for that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to discredit all that stuff. Everyone needs to hear that. Like, it, I just, it's, it's, it's cool to realize, you know, what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are and, and work on them in your own way so that you can get through it. Yeah, um, well said. Yeah. That's a, that most of any type of knowledge we get is self-knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, you're learning about, even if you're learning about a math curriculum, you're like, I know I can't figure out geometry. Right. Or I need <laughs> to watch 20 videos of finding out the different angles of triangles. Sure. And I need to hear, like, that dude explain it to me mm-hmm. in that funny voice. If not, I don't remember. It's all about how you learn about how to work you. Okay. And, like, I think this whole long gated journey of going from spot to spot and getting all those real life experiences Mm -hmm. is going to be way more impactful on what you do and how you get through things more so than like here's my degree sure yeah and and especially the way that the way that it's it's come down to you know now i'm I'm opening up my own studio officially and all all that stuff so it's like it's it's all you know it's all part of it so. Let's get to that. Yes. So, okay. All right. You were there, and time. then you, and then you go to Columbus, right? Yeah, eventually. I, I spent more time in BG playing with, uh, Trino, with Trino Leaves, Leaves, which is still happening. Um, probably we had them gonna, on the podcast a couple yeah, episodes back. They I remember came here that in negative one. space. Um, that was a lot of mics, man. That was kind of a cluster. <laughs> yeah, they we were, were all they were a huge group it. now. They're only like a four-piece now, I guess. So, yeah. But um, when you were playing, it was just you two. When I was playing, it, it started off as just the two of us, and we did some electronic like really crazy improv stuff um where we did a lot of loops and then we eventually built the band back up again um so that we could pull off the song songs a little bit easier but you were back on the kit and then i ended up back behind the drums and that was awesome it was cool it lasted a couple more years that way and then um you know just another circumstances of splitting ways and and everything uh, parting ways that's right yeah but uh and then I ended up in, I try, tried to come back one more time here and, and it didn't really pan out exactly what I needed. I needed something else and, and, you know, following your instincts and guts sometimes yeah. is again, like you said, part of the whole journey. Like it is, I didn't know why, but I felt like I needed to, to go out again and, and yeah. Columbus was perfect. It, it gave me all the, the terrible experiences and all the great experiences, you know, but that's what one. you need. That's what you need, man. And as soon as it, you know there was a very clear end to that road that happened when I basically I lost my job um and tried to make it work for a little longer and then it just it boiled down to you know gotta go back home you know go back home and recollect yourself and and but when you went down to Columbus you were playing with John Otto right yeah Um, I was was playing with him for a little while in Bloody Show um Bloody Show was a punk band that that we did down there and that's when I started playing guitar again yeah uh because he he just needed a guitar player so he, what else he definitely you taught me a lot. Uh, playing Sorry, drums. Man. No, yeah, it was a whole bunch of shit. Um, <laughs> playing drums with Tasty, which was like a two-piece garage rock. You know, okay. uh, a lot of punk. Like I just I got really deep into that punk scene there because of you know my associations with everyone there, and that was awesome. Um, kind of opened my opened my scopes up a lot. And then in the meantime, I kept working on Farewell Ride, which at that point was already a three or four year old project with multiple lineups basically yeah. one new lineup every year <laughs> and that started off kind of as just you right. writing songs mm-hmm. and then it branched into its first form which was the first form in Terra 
when that started? Kind of, yeah. Was it was it say. was people that I met through working at Guitar Center um, up in Toledo. Yeah. And some people from Terra. And obviously all the recording and stuff was done at Terra. So Farewell Ride had three albums. The first two were recorded at the Terra State Studios uh, under the Honorable Chris Cavera. Chris. Uh, <laughs> Missy brother. <laughs> um, he's in BG now. He's running, he's running their recording program, which is sweet. Uh, they have an awesome studio there. Yeah. Um, and then... PG's cool. It, so Columbus Columbus got to see kind of the end of Farewell Ride, the last yeah. version where we recorded the third album, and played out a lot, really, for, for what it was. Um, yeah, you guys And it hustled. just got really deep into, you know, we got more into the dub stuff, more into, like, yeah. you know, diving deeper into psych rock and everything rather than the original stuff I was working on was was, was a that, little bit more sample-based and, and raw, you know? Yeah. We got... We just definitely coming off that rag and bone man, right? Yeah, because I just I started writing songs based around samples, yeah, that I was cutting up and then just showed up with my, my uh, <laughs> was it the SP202 or whatever I had at the time, yeah, uh, just plug that shit into a delay pedal and um, <laughs> yeah, call it a day. And then whoever I could find jam with me, that was what it was. And eventually, I was like, oh, well, I gotta play an instrument to really make this happen. So I, you know, was playing guitar in that group as well eventually yeah. um which translated to as soon as i came back home i started playing solo gigs um more often and learning covers and kind of honing my skills that way so uh and there was plenty you know there's plenty of other stuff going on in columbus um well yeah you, once some, you, if you yeah. play drums you're gonna get gigs right people need drums. yeah yeah so I, I definitely had so you got your punk chops fill. with your guitar mm-hmm. you're picking it back up you're in Columbus for how many years? Almost three. Almost I would three. Say, yeah. And then you make your way back here. Mm-hmm. And then I've noticed a huge change in Jay when you came back this time around. And uh, so you started like, what was like the intent here is to kind of like get regrounded, right? Yeah. You've gone through all these experiences and it's trying to like. Yeah, really, just a classic case of getting my getting my act together. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but no, no, it was straight up was. Line. You know, I, I went through a lot of a lot of crazy stuff down there, and and um, I'm grateful to still be here. You know, uh, yeah. there was a lot of stuff. You know, that that really just made me snap out of it. You know, and just be like, hey, not that again, not that all these experiences are discredited at all. Yeah. They're obviously super important and intricate to building, you know, who you are as a person. But, uh, you know, there's, there's a reason that all those things happen. And, you know, there's a reason that, that I got to make it back home. Yeah. And, and I started to think more about that. And, uh, you know. was there a point? Like, was there like a thing that was like, yeah, I got to get my shit together. A bottom point. Yeah, for sure. Um, you don't have to get into it if you don't want to. No, it's cool. I, I basically actually it's it's fitting to talk about it here because this this is what I had come back into town for. Um, yeah. And you you I you know we had actually reconnected a little bit and I you know I'd said like oh we're doing this and I was trying to do the solo thing yeah. starting off and ended up coming back here for for one of the showcases. Yeah. Um, we're in negative space, listeners. Oh yeah. <laughs> I forgot this is a remote podcast, but we're in the we're in the we're gallery in the spot now. Um, <laughs> and so I. I had done that, and I had I had a show, I had a show with Tasty um, down in Columbus at uh, Big Room Bar, and um, I shouldn't have driven home. Yeah, and uh, a good friend of mine uh, ended up 
coming to coming to save me and yeah. and and pull me out of the rubble and um I still made it back here for that weekend for the show yeah. and everything and I remember uh, that that was wild. That was a wild. Yeah, it was just it was a crazy week. It was, you know, I basically I like lost my job and and you know, trying to try to shift everything so quick that I I, I just wasn't ready yet. Yeah. Um so it took me a little bit longer to actually get back here after that, but that was the low point where I was literally like you know, just blacked out on the side of the road, like, yeah. uh, for all the, all the songs to come full circle, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was like, I just, you know, gotta be grateful for who you have in your life and, for sure. and, and the things that you, you can hang on to and, and make better. And that was the reason to improve. You know, I think if I would have stayed stagnant doing what I was doing and not had those traumatic experiences, yeah, might not have motivated me enough you know for sure because so. you've come back here and you're like you're hitting it hard man you were here recording stuff mm-hmm. and then um you started booking gigs and taking the solo uh solo gigs way more serious and started a new project which we have playing yep. jay sparrow and the lost boys and every like so you came here and started doing you yep. and then stuff seems as a it's as good. a friend on the sideline yeah. <laughs> like I'm really stoked to see all these great things that are happening. And like, yeah, I think I it's important it. to, to know that there's a low point and that low point gets better. Mm-hmm. And like, so you came back here and man, I, I, I don't want to plug like, no, it was every, it you was came one here, thing you start, after the other. Yeah. You're getting married. Mm-hmm. You got a house. Love you, this, <laughs> this all came like, like pew, yeah. took off from just a little bit of like, not, I don't want to say just a little bit, but like, you hustled hard and worked on yourself and like it's all going up yeah. and I'm so happy to see it and I couldn't <laughs> be more proud of what I heard earlier today as a guitar player hearing my friend who's a drummer sure. shred on guitar and <laughs> belt it out it was so stu- so exciting yeah. but let's talk about that studio for a little bit sure studio 44 studio 44 open its door mm-hmm. soon yeah yeah, we're, we're good. We're open for business. I'm <laughs> uh, pretty much done. But the door's know. up now. The doors, the doors are literally on the, yeah, on the studio, so we're good. So where can uh, our listeners who might need some audio? Oh, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, contact me over social media or whatever. Facebook, uh, Studio shoot 44. A, shoot an email if you want to do the old school thing, studio44cleveland at gmail.com. Um, we offer, like, really, really, really affordable rates for something that I always consider much higher quality than your average home studio. Um, Sounds good. We also do remote recording as well, so big thing. Not to show up with the rig and and then do the thing wherever you want to do it. And then and then work on it later, you know. So um yeah, just super super grateful for uh you know family friends and and everything that's that's lined up so that we can make this happen because it was looking a little bleak there for a second and and now everything is sick <laughs> so <laughs> well you know. I, that's in, I think life is messy it goes up and down shit mm-hmm. gets shitty shit gets not shitty but it's important to 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 know that it's important yeah. to hear people talk about that and it's that's it's i'm really glad we had this conversation about it yeah, and i think that's and i'm this is perfect <laughs> one of my best friends and i'm thank yeah. you so much for hanging out with us of course. all right man we're gonna go out with that so studio 44 March 20th, Jay and the Lost Boys, Negative Space, with a downgrade mm. and so excited for majestic that. dynasty. <laughs> All right, friends. Thanks for hanging. <laughs>